Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. You all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody, and welcome back to D-Plus Us, the show about all things Disney. I'm one of your hosts, Griffin Tonell, Griffin D-Pad, and with me, as always, is the wonderful, the amazing Mr. Mitch George. How's it going? I got an itch, and the only thing to scratch it? Ants. 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 We are talking about Ant-Man, folks, getting ready for the release of Ant-Man Quantumania, coming out very soon. But we cannot do it alone. We have a super special guest from Penultimate Conquest today. Ruben, how's it going? Going great. Guys, it's going real great. I saw one of the greatest movies. Listen, I saw one of the greatest movies in the MCU today. And that was Ant-Man. So I'm doing fantastic. What a movie. This movie holds up surprisingly well. Yes, it does. We don't deserve Paul Rudd. No, not at all. Yeah, we'll be talking about this movie, full spoilers from this, you know, all the MCU. We're here, we're having, we're going to be having a good time. This movie came out a while ago, if you haven't seen it. Whatever. Let's hit the rigmarole, though. Before we get started, folks, first off, thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, if you've been here recently, you might have noticed that we've had some weird stuff happening with a bunch of ads shot showing up on the podcast. That should all be fixed now, so if you haven't seen that, super sorry. Um, Anchor was being really weird. And just randomly putting ads at the front of our podcast. So um, I think we got it covered. I think it's finally fixed. If it's not, working on it. Uh, but yeah. Please let us know if you hear them because we don't want you to hear them. You just want to hear our beautiful voices in your ear holes. Also, it's like a gr- really horrible grating robot voice. Like, it really sucks. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. This is D Plus Us, the show about all things Disney. We come out, we hang out, we talk about Disney movies. Anything really under the Disney umbrella, Marvel, Star Wars disney pixar whatever um, national treasure national treasure we do have a weekly series going on right now for national treasure edge of history so go check that out but more importantly than anything go check us out on youtube at d plus us uh links are in the description of this podcast youtube is our big push right now so it would really help us a lot if you go check us out there check us out on tiktok check out our breakouts and have a fantastic time with that now that that's out of the way let's talk about ant-man directed by peyton reed uh, story, of course, by Edgar Wright, produced by Kevin Feige. Of course, you know the titular role of Ant-Man played by Paul Rudd. We also got Evangeline Lilly, Michael Pena. A s- great performance by Michael Douglas. A surprise performance by Anthony Mackie. This show just rocks. Um, released on June 29th, 2015 was the original um, red carpet release at the Dolby Theater. And then came to us on July 17th, a runtime of 117 minutes. And a box office of $519.3 million. Y'all, how'd you feel rewatching Ant Man? How does that box office compare to the sequel? I'm curious. Um, um, but I'll look that up while we talk about how we felt about Ant Man. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp made 622.7. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Just gradually it'll be more. And I think Quantum Mania, you know. You can't go wrong with Kang, and it's going to blow that out of the water. But uh, I think also you have honestly, the Ant- X Factor of Ant-Man having been in Civil War and then going into Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing, too, because I, I have my tickets opening weekend to go see this with a couple of friends, my my partner, my mom, my sister. And like my partner and I, we've been sitting down and re-watching some of the movies Ant-Man's in. But I got a text from my sister being like, 
All right, so what do I have to watch before this movie? She's never seen any of the Ant-Man movies, but she's watched almost all of the other, like the big MCU team-up films. I'm like, well, you got to watch Ant-Man, but then you yeah. go from that to Civil War, you go from that to Infinity War, then you can finally watch Ant-Man 2, and then you got to watch Endgame. Like, there's a lot to know about this character throughout the MCU to go into this new movie, and I think Ant-Man itself, this film, is such a different kind of MCU film. Like, it still has that marvel sheen on it but it's a heist movie which we hadn't gotten up until this point in the mcu so it was nice breath of fresh air for the the superhero formula to be like no let's let's do micro heists you ever think i, I was all about how hilarious it is that ant-man is more of a heist movie than guardians of the galaxy i'll tell you right now this is why i fucking love this movie i'm sorry if i can't curse oh you can curse I oh, okay for perfect it. i we got through like love... the first three minutes without cursing we're set okay <laughs> I fucking love that. As long as it is, <laughs> I love that this is a heist movie. This is like all my favorite things in one. We have an obscure character that is Ant Man. We have a heist, which is probably one of my favorite genre of movies. And we have Paul Rudd. Like you can't go wrong. Like it's, it's the perfect trifecta. Exactly. Paul Rudd is and just I, the I, perfect actor. He's the perfect man. Paul Rudd is just perfect in every way. And if anything bad ever comes out about Paul Rudd, I'm just done. I, we're just done. We're just done. And it's impossible. That's in the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, we know that Scott Lang has written a book. They have taken that book and made it into an actual book that they are yes. going to be releasing and selling to promote this movie. And but if I that isn't enough to make you love Paul okay, so Rudd, I don't know what is. I, I, I know Ruben, you pre-ordered. Mitch, did you pre-order it already? I haven't pre-ordered it yet. I'm I'm this close. Yeah, this I'm close. I'm not pre-ordering this one just because I, I can't justify that. It's all secret. I pre-ordered this book. I didn't even fucking read, guys. And I pre-ordered this book. That's the funny thing. I do read, and I'm like, I want to read this. I really do. But I've also got like seven other books that I just bought. Yeah. But, but uh, Griffin, it doesn't come out until September. You overestimate so you the speed at which I read. I, I'm more so saying that you can, you know, order it now and get this nice surprise of when it delivers to your doorstep and not read it like I've done with the copy of the Imagineering story that has been collecting dust under my coffee table for the last four months. Thanks okay. to Griffin saying, Oh, we're talking about D 23. You should buy this book. Oh yeah. I'll buy this book. I shouldn't have bought the dang book. <laughs> Neither of us should have bought this book. This book is thick. This book is like ridiculously table. thick. It is. And I feel like it was required reading for someone who hosts a Disney podcast. Actually, I'm going to grab like, it. Vamp, vamp for me for a second. Yeah. Yeah, Ruben needs to see the size of this damn book. I, um, I kind of do now. now you really it. do. It's it's a thick boy. Um, but I think the the most interesting thing here for me, and we'll get into it when Griffin gets back as well, is with Ant Man, they didn't focus on like they they did they use Scott Lang as the main character. It's not yeah. a Hank Pym story. It's not yeah. a Janet Van Dyne story at its core. Of course, they elaborated on those characters in the sequel and ultimately in Quantum Mania. But I love that. This is the Scott Lang story of dude down on his luck, having to make ends meet, yes. all of this stuff. And then, you know, he stumbles into superpowers, which I think is a lot more interesting than the origins of Hank Pym as a man. If you Hank think Pym's about it, it is. Just yeah, suck. Hank Pym does suck. Yes, absolutely. But if you think about it, it's like the opposite story of what we got with um, Iron Man and Captain America, kind of. You know, like Cap is 
obviously the scrawniest kid that you'll ever see. And then he turns into the, the muscle of a man that he is. And Scott Lang is, is trying. He's really trying to do his best once he gets out of jail. And then he gets fired because Baskin Robbins always, always finds out. Uh, and then always. I feel like always. Scott was very much the first hero for like for the people. When it yes, the exactly. Like you have these yes. other characters that like Tony Stark is very much a protecting and righting his own wrongs. Cap, Cap is a little bit more man of the person people, but it's very much more the symbol and what all that means. Like right. the first thing we learn about about uh, Scott is that he's in jail for ripping off a shitty company. For doing the right thing. For very much doing, <laughs> doing the, the right thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think it, it, it very much felt like they were setting up Scott Lang to be the MCU's Spider-Man. And I think to a degree they've succeeded in that this is a guy that is super relatable. You know, he's a yep. dad. He's just trying to make things right and not quite to the same extent that Spider-Man does. And ultimately, I think, even though Civil War came out a year after this movie-ish. Yeah. I think. Uh, it, it was close yeah shortly thereafter but at the time i'm sure negotiations were ongoing but there was no confirmation that they have a spider-man in the mcu so given the way that they've portrayed scott across all three of these films it's going to be interesting to see how this all wraps up with quantumania i assume the majority of his story will wrap up in that film and it's, it's a great introduction here to who he is what he fights for why he's so you know, redeemable as a character. And I I don't know if they're going to continue down that route with the third movie. I think there's going to be some subverting of expectations there with who Scott is and what he's going to try to accomplish. But at the end of the day with this movie, I think it's just, you know, dude wants to be with his kid and it's, it's, a, it's a terrible situation all around and he's making the best with what he's got. And what he's got is a shrinky suit. Yeah. I think that this new movie is going to play into a lot of one of my favorite aspects of both this movie and Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is his relationship with Cassie. Like, yes. that is easily the to, yeah. most interesting part about Scott, right? Like, yeah. it is that he is a dad, and that that is fully 100% the reason he makes every single choice that he makes in this film. And, like, some of the sweetest moments in this are because of that. Like, one of my favorite moments I, in this entire movie is when it's him and um, Hope in the car. And he's like, I'm expendable. You're not. It's like, yeah. it's very clearly a viewpoint, a viewpoint that he can very clearly see because he's also a dad. Yeah. yeah. He sees where Hank's coming from, even though Hank Pym is not a good person. And we've seen that time and time again in the comics. And using Hank in the way they have in the MCU did, you know muck around with a bit of Ultron's origin. And can I, I yell really about still, Hank Pym? Can I yell about how I'm so, Hank Pym is? <laughs> I'm so disappointed that we didn't get Hank Pym Ultron stuff in the MCU because yeah. there's so much to pull from there. And maybe if Secret Wars is the reboot to the MCU that I'm expecting it to be, we'll get some of that. I do I do expect that that phase of films to wrap up and then to soft reboot the MCU in a similar way to what James Gunn is doing right now with the DC Universe. Of they'll have a movie that'll just be like a snap and some characters will be who you know and some won't be and maybe that's an opportunity for them to revisit the Hank Pym does Ultron right story but uh, really yeah it's know, it, if I'm being honest I hope that yeah. like, here's the thing about Hank Pym is he is easily one of the most hated characters in comics yeah. and rightfully so a lot of the I, a lot of the storylines they chose for Hank Pym are absolute garbage 
especially yeah. the whole slapping Janet story, which we yeah, that's won't, no won't even get to and do on this podcast because that's honestly going to be an entire hour long conversation. Hank Pym is all, consistently ever since that moment has been used to be shit, to be bad, to be the boring character that doesn't matter. The most interesting moment Hank Pym has had in the comic books was in Secret Invasion when it wasn't even him. That's fair. Like, I don't know. I, I hope they steer away from the Ultron stuff with him in particular because it, or if they do it, they don't take it to its full extent because they're no, straight I just want to see them do Ultron right. Like, I just finished rewatching Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes and that show does that Ultron well. And it doesn't do it in a way in which, you know, Hank Pym. I mean, H Hank Pym in that show is also a terrible person, but they it does it really show well. that character with they, they show that character with layers. And I think they could do the same with a revamped Hank Pym in the MCU. But at the same time, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens, because film is different from comics in this way of the actors can't play the characters forever. And I kind of like that they set up an older Hank Pym here with Scott Lang being the Ant-Man. Because, you know, Michael Douglas is an older guy. He's great. He's fantastic in this. But you never know with some stuff like this. We're already seeing um, Thaddeus Ross being recast in the MCU. So Great recast choice, oh, by the way. That, that was a great, great choice. If you're going to uh, recast that character, like that. you Harrison Ford is a good choice for that character. I am interested in seeing Harrison Ford play this character because I'm not, I'm honestly, I'm not sure. Look, all I okay. want is for Harrison Ford to take the exact same energy that he takes when people talk about him as Han Solo as him talking as him with Thunderbolt Ross. I want him to be the most F you to the fans possible. I think I saw a clip of him uh, on the Colbert show uh, yeah. with him just like saying, ask me anything. I can give you any answer I have. And then Colbert asks him a question. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. Man. I can't tell you. I don't know. Okay. If I could, I would, but I don't know. I want to pull this yeah. back for a second so I can take this off my damn lap. This is the book. Oh my god! It is Turn it sideways. It is very, very thick. What's is the page count? Like six, seven hundred pages. It is not oh small font either. <laughs> is that just a count, TV right? show? It is pretty much all the or findings like from the documentary. Okay, and then some. Uh, final page count before the acknowledgments and sources and whatnot is 725 pages. Jesus Christ. You I'm give me a saying whole it two on years. camera. I will finish this book and I will report back. I will do a video about it because you I want to do an episode it. on it, Griffin, because that would give me a reason to commit to reading it. Honestly, like we, we should probably record something for it and do like a special or whatever, but I will read this stupid book. Because I bought it and I need to. Ugh. How long was the Imaginary Story episode? That was one it of was, our longest. That was like our, I was like a two and a half hour long episode. That was a Jesus good time. Should <laughs> <laughs> no, we talk about Ant-Man some more? Yeah, I was going to say, bring it yeah. actually back to Ant-Man. <laughs> We've done a good job about staying on topic this week. I'll have you. We know. have. So far, We're so trying. good. I do want to say, like, the fact that they were able to pull off this cast is phenomenal. Like, Paul Rudd, like, we've already kind of discussed Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd still looks exactly like he did in this movie. Paul Rudd doesn't age. age. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But He's we have... 50s at this point? Yeah, I think so. 
No way. He cannot be that old. Yes, he is. He definitely is. What? No, I don't believe it. I refuse to believe All it. All red aged. Give me the I got it right here. He, he is, is 53. 53. And he looks he's like 53 he's 29. and looks younger than I do at 31. How is this fair? National treasure right there. And I'm going to say right now, he looks exactly like he did when he was on Friends. He looks like he did when he was in Clueless in 1995. I, I'm curious. What was, guys, what was y'all's first introduction to Paul Rudd? The one that I remember was Friends, but it could have been, it should have been Clueless because my sister used to watch Clueless. Yeah, I mean, the first time I, I remember seeing him was Friends, but in terms of something that, like, when I first noticed him as an actor and as a person playing a character in a film, the one for me that stands out was um, Knocked Up. So y'all are oh, Knocked Up movie. is the one that I really remember. Great movie. Great movie. It's so good. It's so bad, but it's so good. For me, like, the first, like, time I noticed him, looking back, I think the first time I actually saw him was Clueless. I just didn't recognize it because I was too young yeah. to recognize it. Right. But the first time I really remembered him in one of his performances was in The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Which, if oh, you haven't watched, watched that movie, I highly recommend it. Really good movie. I highly recommend looking into what the movie is, if looking at a couple of the trigger warnings for that movie as well before watching it. But I highly recommend watching it. But, like, uh, in that movie, he plays this, like, very serious, very honest. He's a teacher, character. right? Yeah. He's an yeah. English teacher. Yeah. Um, I, I will I will preface anything we say about that movie of Ezra Miller is not a good person. And yeah, if you do not, if you do not want to watch anything that they are in, then do not watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. That movie means a lot to me. That them being in it definitely hurts. Um, in hindsight, yeah, because I'm with you. I love, I absolutely love that movie, but there is some, like, Paul Rudd is a bright spot. Ezra Miller being there, not so much. It's, it is, yeah. it's all a bright spot, except for Ezra Miller. Yes. Everything else about More that movie is amazing, and I'll stand by that. Someone just needs to edit out Ezra Miller from this. So, I got a bad. How are they still you. releasing The Flash? That's I'm sorry to tangent, but how is that movie still coming out? I wish I could tell you. Somebody, I remember when uh, Ezra Miller first got arrested or was like on the lam. Not on the lam, but like he was. Accused of like kidnapping someone's daughter. Yeah. And they couldn't, the police couldn't find him. And then somebody had said on Twitter, they were like, there's three ways that Warner Brothers can, three roads that Warner Brothers can go down. One. They put him in rehab and then they stick with him and complete the movie. Two, they denounce him and just be like, hey, we're scrapping the Flash movie like they did with Batgirl. And three, they just don't pay attention to anything that's <laughs> news. So I'm glad they went with the, not the better of the three, but like the better of, I, I, I'm they glad that the they less, actually... the least shitty corporate option. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yes. Unfortunately. They're yeah. like, we're still going to be a shitty corporation, but we're going to choose yeah. the least shitty corporation. to answer. Yeah. So. No. Um, at this point, I feel like they've put too much money. They feel like they probably feel like they put too much money into it, but at the same time, they just fucking can't back girl for no fucking reason. So. I mean, they canned it because according to the heads of the studio, it was unwatchable. Yeah, fuck those people. Um, it was already done. <laughs> yeah. 
Let us decide. Yeah, it's already done. Don't. Yeah. I mean, I understand from a business perspective, you can write off that as a as a loss for a loss on your taxes, whatever. But, eh. yeah, it's a whole thing. Nah, That's the all I DC got. stuff is yeah. like mind boggling, and we should probably do like a not D plus us episode. I was just gonna say you can't do that. Well, I'm working. April on, I'm working on the brand coming up. We can talk all about the DC, and we'll talk to the folks over at HBO Max. And let them cover the future of Marvel films. It's fine. I am yeah. working on a branding for a show right now that's literally just going to be D plus S, but the D is just going to be X'd out, so it can be <laughs> everything else. But that could also just mean like the X Men. No, that's exactly. oh god. We're getting that show this year, right? Or is it next year? X Men ninety seven is this year. Yeah. Dang, that's gonna uh, be fun. I can't wait for that show. That'll be another one we'll probably do weekly. (laughs) Here's the thing, folks. We are going to talk about Ant-Man, I promise. But, like... Are we? This movie came out in 2015. We've talked about this movie before, I think. Like, we all know we love this movie. This movie is fantastic. It is top-tier Marvel. Yes. Quickly, is going to check my rankings to see where I've put this movie. (laughs) That's actually a good idea. (laughs) I feel like it's mid for me, but that's just more so because I... I personally love the payoff that we get in the majority of the the team up films that we get. So those always rank way higher than they probably should. Yeah, I have a minute in hindsight. That sounds about right. Um, I have so my list isn't complete. I still have a few things I need to add on there because I've been redoing it as I've been watching through it chronologically, and I have been stuck on Moon Knight for the past like three months. I'm so, so sorry. So it's not complete, but yeah, I have it at number 15, just under Captain Marvel and just above uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, this is yeah, I have it way lower than that, but I think on rewatch, I probably want to put it a little higher. I don't know about that, Griffin. I, I don't know if I could justify that, that, <laughs> that movie as 14? a good movie. Huh? Captain Marvel at number 14? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, you, how I can justify that. I love that. that movie. I mean, Nine Inch Nails, though. Like, that movie was, was genuinely <laughs> perfect for me. For, for me, you. specific. Like, I'm for saying you, that for you. It okay. is not a perfect movie. Okay. But it was exactly what I wanted out of the movie. So I was. I cannot was... wait to see what they do with the Marvels. I really hope that rumored Super Bowl spot does happen and we get our first look at the Marvels within the next couple of weeks because that would be really nice. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I really do expect us to get something related to the Marvels, as well as a new Guardians trailer ahead of Quantumania. Mm, yeah, we're, we know but, we're getting that one, Guardians. We know we're, we're getting Marvels a new Guardians trailer amazing. for sure. Yeah. And we know we're getting yeah. a new Ant-Man Quantumania trailer, which makes sense with the movie about to come out. Comes out, what, that week, that, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the next week. 17th. Yeah. But um, one of the interesting things to me about that movie is very much MODOK. And how it's going to be, I think. I have they confirmed that it is. Um, what they it? haven't Aaron confirmed Cross? it, but it is heavily rumored who will be. No, they definitely con. They definitely confirmed. I was gonna say, did they confirm? I think. I think there was like one shot in the trailer, but they haven't it's like out, right out announced. It. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, so we see. Is in it? No. Okay. Marvel has not confirmed that Corey Stoll's in the movie. The very, very possible rumor is that Corey Stoll, who plays um, Darren Cross, yeah, sure. easily the worst part of this movie, um, is going to be Bodo. He's such a good actor, though. Like, I don't yeah. understand how it went so wrong here. Like, you look right. at something like The Strain, you look at him in As Bad As It Is, that one with Kevin Spacey we don't want to talk about anymore. Um, 
What was the name of that? The old oh, House of Cards. Cards. The only reason people had Netflix for a while. Um, I'm gonna be real honest. So good. I love his the villain in this movie. I love his portrayal of Darren Cross. Don't get me wrong. It's his portrayal is good. He's good with what he's given. Exactly. What he was given was very good. Yeah. He, Correct. That character suffers from what a lot of villains have in the MCU up to this point of being mirror images of the hero, right? Like we have this problem where you look at the majority of these origin films, you look at Iron Man 1, Iron Monger is just Iron Man, but a bigger suit. Killmonger is in a Black Panther suit, gets the, the heart-shaped herb, has the superpowers, same as Black Panther. It's just, I, I, it gets tedious after a while. And I think... Maybe it just goes to show the lack of depth in Marvel villainy compared to, you know, Batman's rogue gallery or specifically. And I think the the rogue gallery that has the most credence within Marvel or within the MCU is Spider-Man's, right? Yeah. Because Spider-Man has so many good villains. But they're really, if you look at the grand scheme of Marvel things, there aren't a ton of awesome villains. villains. Ant-Man in particular is a weird one because Ant-Man doesn't really have many good villains like yellow jacket even is not a villain yellow no. jacket is hank pym yeah like yellow jacket is just an anti-hero and like the way they use yellow jacket i actually thought was really cool making it like this military suit like yellow jacket does sound like that that is a very yes, good use of that for me it is how very frankly goofy this character is and i i think my critique I, on this I, one I, very much is a 2023 looking back at 2015 right yeah like we've had these movies more recently we had it like with black widow with drakov as the villain or with miss marvel when it was straight up damage control as the antagonists of like we can have this very fun comedic show and have a very serious villain within that and like i kind of looking back had wished they had done that here of have cross be like this a little bit more serious like corporate evil bad guy yeah really hammer home the evil corporation vibe of this like you already set that up with with scott's backstory and again this is very much 2023 looking back on 2015 Uh, it was a different mcu back then yeah it just would have been i think see that the other thing too is you look at the characters that they had access to had already planned on using or had already used like when you look at Hank Pym's Ant-Man in the comics, you're looking at Avengers-level threats for the majority of the conflicts he gets into. It's Ultron, it's Kang, it's Doctor Doom. And one of those they'd used, one of those they didn't have the rights to and now do, and we'll see what happens with that character. It's just, there isn't... Like, again, I think, to your point from earlier, Ruben, like, they took this character that's fairly obscure, and when you take a character that's fairly obscure like this, the rogue gallery is going to be even even thinner. Right. Yeah. And I think that this movie suffers from that. And I think there's a number of MCU projects that have suffered from that uh, over the years. And I think they're getting better at that now. But really, it's it's definitely a problem that they've had. And hopefully it continues to be addressed with uh, with future films. If we so for me, Ant-Man movie, give us Egghead as the villain. I'm just saying we're getting another Ant-Man movie and they're doing the right thing and using an Avengers level threat as the bad guy. We're getting Kang the Conqueror's introduction in this next Ant-Man movie, which I think is the right call for this character because the, the, the stakes need to be there for a character that is this integral to everything going on in the MCU. I'd like yes. to throw out another possible villain idea for the future with Ant-Man. And it very much is dangerously close to Yellow Jacket. I'm going to warn you now. 
But I would love to see Eric O'Grady. Eric O'Grady is the irredeemable, there we go, Ant-Man. Who works with Taskmaster. Oh, God. Um, And it's literally just Ant-Man but a merc. (laughs) And I would love to see what that would be. But... Yeah, I, I don't know. It would be interesting to see. And I think, again, I, I don't know how many future solo Ant-Man projects we're going to get. I do feel like Quantumania is kind of wrapping it up for this character. Kang is a serious okay. threat and we'll be, you know, curious to see who makes it out of this one, honestly. You think Scott's surviving? No. I think this is setting up stakes for these upcoming films. It gives Cassie something to fight for as they bring together whatever the Young Avengers is going to be. Because this is also, it's the, it's the first character being portrayed in one of the films that is going to tie directly into Young Avengers. We've gotten Patriot. We've gotten, um, so we've gotten the Maximoff we've gotten twins. We've gotten America Chavez. But we've gotten, I guess America Chavez could be to that point. Um, but I, I Bishop especially yeah. to that point. Well, I, I was going to say the majority of the introductions have been on Disney Plus. That's fair, right? And this is them setting the setting up some of what was set up in Doctor Strange. Even though you and I agreed, Griffin, at the time we kind of both hated their portrayal of America, America Chavez. There's so much oh, more so you can do with that character, folks, and hopefully Strange, they do. Multiverse of Madness is not a good movie. I stand by that. Yeah, it's a very Sam Raimi movie. Even it's, Sam Raimi cannot save the writing of that movie. It's a good movie. No, it's not. It's an okay movie. Certain parts of that movie are okay. I do. It is like a fun movie at times to watch there as a cool as a Marvel moments. fan. There are yes, cool yes. It is a bad movie. Yes. Now I do want to touch on something. Now that you brought up Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I will say that the fact that this CGI in this movie still holds up to this day like i was like i said i was re-watching it before we started and it it just amazes me at how much how perfect that cgi is compared to what we got in dr strange and the multiverse anything from the last three years of the mcu really every time it shrinks it is amazing it looks so good that tough scene falcon is so awesome oh yeah absolutely absolutely but even that first time like the ants are inherently like something that is gonna feel very creepy because they're bugs and they just don't no they do there's there's one moment specifically that they do and i i get the heebie-jeebies every time i watch it wait which moment and that's when they when the ant gets big and crawls over what's his face i'm just no get that away not about this not about this like you care for anthony like Antony. Antony. I tried to get the ant and the H in there and it just didn't work. Yeah. Um, It just Yeah, Antony. Like you actually care about these stupid little ants. Or like the moment when they're like when he's in the water main and they like they lift him up. Like these things look Mm -hmm. cool. And they're ants. Now like we do we forget about this power as immediately when this movie ends. Yes, we do. Does it, even, does it even play into the plot of the second? It's been so long nope. since I've watched Ant-Man and the Wasp, honestly. I, I'm i going to rewatch it between now and uh, Quantumania coming out, but it's just one of those things of even my, my sister watching this and texting me kind of play-by-play as she's watching this movie. is like, the ant thing's kind of gross, right? I'm like, yeah. 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 When they get probably they don't play with it much. 
starting in Civil War, they really cared more about the size. Like they kind of started going yeah. more in the Giant Man route. Like here's here's one of those weird comic book things, right? Like Ant Man has had two names in the comic books: Ant Man and Giant Man. Which is funny, because he's still the same character, all no matter what. He still does the same thing, just sometimes he grows big, and sometimes he grows small. It's stupid. I mean, also Yellow Jacket, but we're not going to talk about the mental breakdown that Hank Pym had in the comics that led him to adopting that persona. Yeah, that's a whole thing. But it's it's that funny thing of, like, in Civil War, they had that awesome moment where he goes big and grabs, I think, War Machine. Yes. and it's, Tiny dude's it's big dope. now. He's big now. It's yeah. really, really cool. I love that moment. And then, like, they got into Ant-Man and the Wasp, and they were like, okay, this moment was cool. People like this moment. Let's make that the entire movie. Let's only focus on the shrinking stuff. Let's focus on the quantum tech stuff. Yeah. Which yeah. ultimately puts us in a fairly cool place leading into, you know, Endgame especially. Endgame. That moment is so cool in Endgame. Um, and it's setting up But then also, can, I was going to say, it continues down this path of – whatever it is that we're going to discover in the quantum realm in a couple of weeks when that movie drops. And I think they've been like this movie feel, or I mean, we probably should be talking more about Ant-Man than quantum mania, but I think we're all kind of hyped for quantum mania. And it feels to me like everything they've been setting up to this point with phase four of the MCU from the post credit scene in Shang-Chi with the ring, sending out some sort of beacon to, you know, he who remains at the end of Loki. Like there's been so much set up that this film really is, at, a, at, at this point in the MCU, it's got to have the payoff that we we needed to from some of these plot threads we've had, you know, tantalizing us for the last two to three years. So just to piggyback off of that, I I think we won't get the pay. Uh, sorry, I think we won't get the payoff until uh, Kang Dynasty, which, if I remember correctly, is like two, two months away after that. I could be. I, right. I wish. No, it's like two years away. <laughs> yeah, that's like twenty twenty six. What's the next movie? What's the Dude, the uh, Avengers yeah, movie? It's one of the last movies of the saga. So what's the Avengers movie that's coming up? That is the next, the, next movie. Movie. the next Avengers movie. The next Avengers movie. Oh my is gosh! Kang's Why? Kang I think they were like two months away. <laughs> no, we, no, we, we still have as part of, of Phase Five. So yeah, Phase Five. Okay. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum is kicking off Phase Five. We have Guardians right. Three, the Marvels, yes. Captain America: New World Order, Thunderbolts, yeah. and Blade. So. I think everybody seems to forget he spent five hours in the quantum realm, which lasted five years. If you think we're going to get any payoff of what happens in this movie, that's, I don't think it's going to happen. It depends on when this movie starts. See, I I think it starts right after Endgame. See, I, like, agree, I, I, think, I think we've got or maybe a couple bit. years there. We have a I would say a couple months. have fractured a little bit. We know that yeah. there's some time because of the book because he's got this like famous, this fame to him now. What I yeah, I, I saw this interesting that. theory going around of um, while they're go- in the quantum realm, Cassie's going to try to send the signal back, yep. and that signal is what was being triggered by the Ten Rings. Yeah, that's the rumor. Yeah, and that's I a very interesting that. theory, and that would line up fairly interestingly, timeline wise. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> if I remember correctly, that beacon has been going off for 10,000 years. No, they've been well, around the for 10,000 years. The rings are at least that old, but the beacon just started. Okay, my apologies. Which yes. definitely leads yeah, to those like films could be taking place around the same time. Yeah. Because yeah. these could very well so be just, future tech that got sent back. And... Yep. 
Yeah, just to circle back, phase six of the MCU starts with Deadpool 3 November 8th of next year. And then you've got in 2025, Fantastic Four and Avengers Kang Dynasty. And then a year later, we basically got a year from Kang Dynasty to Secret Wars. So we go May 2025 to May 2026 for those films. How? Okay, so I think the entirety of the, the phase five up until Kang Dynasty happens within this movie. If that makes sense, because so they're in the quantum realm. Time stuff, yeah. Yeah, the time stuff. I I think we'll have a huge like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened? Cliffhanger, and then I hope so. The cliffhanger will lead into Kang Dynasty. If yeah, because really there isn't there isn't much else except for maybe the Marvels that could directly tie us into you know Kang level stuff. Between now and then, it's a lot of, you know, well, there is one Captain America, Blade, Fantastic Four, which will probably lead into it. But, like, there isn't. There's one major thing that could. And it's not announced okay. yet. It is something we talk about a lot, but it is Young Avengers. Yeah. Like, one of the founding members of the Young Avengers is Iron Lad, who is Kang. Yes. Yes. Like, I, can I also have Kang. I, I have Kang theories here. I do have Kang theories that differ from what it is in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do feel like they're setting up Kang to be a descendant of T'Challa and not Iron Man I would in the MCU. You. Or you mean you see, uh, Or no, it's he's a descendant isn't of Tony Reed. Stark. No, he's a descendant yes, of Reed Richards. Because no, right. here's the thing: yes. in the Marvel comics, Tony Stark sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could definitely see that happening as them setting up to, uh, the 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 uh, descendant of T'Challa. Uh, it would be super interesting to see that. That would be freaking awesome. Uh, it would also be a kind of a mindfuck for everybody walking into the, uh, uh, Kang. But I will say this. I do think that we'll have, like, obviously this is the big bad Kang uh, that yeah. Scott will be facing off in Quantum Media. And again, I swear to God, we will go back to talking about Ant-Man in a couple this minutes. Is, nope. see, everyone knew this was Not a chance. <laughs> Let's start talking about Loki season two. I was going to say, here's the thing. There's too. the other wrinkle in all of this, is that Loki season two is supposed to come out this year. Summer, I right? think we'll have uh, different variants popping up Not of oh, yeah. Kang. I think that's why they've given Kang the scars. Yeah. And so you can differentiate Kang from some of the other variants. So here's but also, do you think, do you think that uh, Jonathan Majors will be playing them all? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That that man is too talented to not be. Yeah, Except for if, if they do Iron Lad, then I do expect that to be a different right, actor. Right, 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 right. Because, you know, Any adult-aged Kang will be, will be Jonathan I mean, Majors because you use him as much as you can. That last episode of Loki, he was brilliant. He was yeah. phenomenal. Like, that was I, honestly my the best part of Loki. I have me. been on the record it of really not was. liking the Loki series because it's another one where I, I don't feel like, like the Loki is having fallen. Yeah, him falling in love with himself is weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Here's on character, but still that weird. is weird, and that makes some of the most sense in the entire show to me. Yes, he's in love with himself. <laughs> so bad to me, at least. Yeah. Um, but that last episode was fantastic. Everything yes. with Jonathan Majors is knocked out of the goddamn ballpark yes yeah like he is setting up to be not only a frankly more interesting main villain than thanos but a more entertaining villain than yes oh yeah no i i agree fully there that like the threat of thanos felt real but i feel like the like the threat of kang is isn't the fact that you know kang can lose Kang can lose very 
completely and you can wrap up a story, Kang loses. But then Kang comes back because Kang yeah. is infinite, right? Like yep. he, he is one of those characters that just doesn't go away in the grand scheme of the MCU multiverse and the timelines and all this stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how that wraps up with Kang Dynasty, if it does wrap up at all, and how that leads us to the events of Secret Wars because whatever they're setting up for there is going to be pretty different at least in terms of the catalyst to what we got in the comics. So I'm very curious to see what how this multiverse saga wraps up. But we're not talking about phases four through six of the MCU. We're talking about Ant-Man. We're yeah. talking about this. We are already talking about this because I, I want to bring up one of my favorite <laughs> Kang stories. And that's okay. right, folks. We're going I back. tried. Okay. If no, you're out no, there wanting an Ant-Man back. review, I promise it's going to tie I back. Tried, I promise it's going to tie back. I promise. Right. Let's talk about one of my favorite Kang stories, which is we're bringing it back to Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, which I promise we'll yes. do our episode on this show eventually. We keep talking about happen, it. Folks. It will happen. But we have this great Kang story with the new Avengers in that. Yeah. And what's interesting about that was having these multiple characters about that. One of the best characters in that show is Scott Lang. That's bringing it back. Eh. Look, the Scott Lang story is one of my favorite episodes with him. It's a really good episode, but it doesn't, he doesn't feature nearly enough in that second season as I would have liked to have seen him. Mostly, I just like the fact that Scott Lang is in Heroes for Hire. (laughs) Which brings me to my point. I want to see Scott, I want to see Ant Man more in this, in the world. I want to see, not necessarily Scott, I would love to see Stinger as well, which I have my own feelings about Cassie being Stinger instead of Stature in we'll, the MCU. We'll see. It might be but, Stinger colors, but I still think she could be very easily be Stature. No, they, they've the said MCU. she's Stinger. They've said that she's Has Stinger. Has she? Have they? Oh, never mind. Uh, which, is, which makes sense. She's currently, her current iteration in the comic books is Stinger. She hasn't been Stature in like a decade. Understood. <laughs> like, I get it. I don't like it. I'm being old. I recognize that. But seeing these characters interact is always the most interesting thing to me, which makes me very interested in the finale of quantum mania. Cause I think you're right. I think Ant-Man is, I don't think Ant-Man's going to die. I think it's going to get stuck there. And yeah. I think he's going to stay that in the quantum happen, realm yeah. to get Cassie and hope out. See, I, I hope that's not the case. Cause then they're basically just doing what they did to set up the next Avengers movie with what they did for Endgame of, you know, a cat or a raccoon or whatever. Oh no, it was a rat, right? Except that, that it's a little different like, here because I think he's Doctor Strange bent the whole universe on a rat. I think he's going to stay, and I think he's going to be a prisoner of Kang. Ooh, could we see? We could see Scott show up in Loki season two if that's the case. Well, I, I, I let me go a step so. further with this for you with this theory. Okay. I don't think we see him again until the King Dynasty. Yeah, I I think I, we get really ca- the story with Cassie the case, that will eventually lead within the Young Avengers of trying to get him back. I think we see. Uh, I'm going to bounce off of you, uh, Griffin, for a second. I think we see the implication that he's dead, like kind of like what we got with Scarlet Witch, but uh, the fake out is he comes back in Kang Dynasty. The same way that Scarlet Witch is going to come back in Dude, that what Coven of Chaos or whatever it is. They break no, in. They're like in a prison. It's all dark. Before. You come into the you, the camera pans into the cell. And it's Scott. For some reason, you guys he has long a beard. enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, Paul Rudd can rock a beard, so that's all good. Paul Rudd could rock anything. Yeah. Speaking of Paul Rudd, yeah. Um, full tangent again because from the other tangent, 
recently rewatched Ghostbusters Afterlife. He is so good I, in the movie. It's he movie. is, but it's not a good movie. Oh, interesting. Oh, I, I like disagree. To, I, I disagree don't like the well. way that movie ends. That's fair. I like yeah, it, but I'm dumb. <laughs> so. Yes. What I so meant to say is, too. yes, I am also dumb. I apologize. Yeah, we are all you pretty dumb. I mean. You know what I mean. Okay, let's talk about it, man. Let's actually talk about this movie. We've been going back and forth. I don't think we're gonna, we necessarily need to do a plot recap on this one. As far as plots go. You've, you've seen this movie. Go watch it. It's great. As far as plots go, this is one of the simplest plots in the MCU. Yes. Breaks out of prison. Or sorry. Gets out of prison. Does some high stuff. Goes back to prison. Gets broken out by Hank. They have we have a couple montages that are awesome. They do the heist. It they do the poorly. whole explaining of the physics of why he's more powerful when he's small versus when he's big, which I really like because none of this really makes sense. But in the grand scheme of things, it's a comic book, so they like they have to give you a way to believe that this could actually be a thing while yeah. allowing you to suspend disbelief when he's doing things like shrinking down and throwing grown men across the room. Mm-hmm. You guys remember the the trailer not the trailer the leaked trailer that came out of uh comic-con and everybody was all up in arms where well at least from my perspective everybody was like why the hell are they doing ant-man who the hell is ant-man why would we want this and then this movie comes out and they proved everybody wrong they did that would they do with that they did that where people did that with guardians of the galaxy yeah yeah like i feel like, like the whole mcu that. has been built on the back of why would you make a movie about this character yeah, and I feel then like they people forget it. that no one gave a shit about the avengers before the mcu no one cared yeah, about true. iron man before the mcu do y'all it's remember weird. who the it's big weird. three characters were for marvel before the mcu no. wolverine spider-man and oh come on That's there's one more you got this deadpool no deadpool has <sighs> never been top three it's the Hulk. Uh, no, the, the Hulk no. makes no. sense the because they rebooted him. Spider-Man, like, Wolverine, and the Hulk. Yeah, that kind of tracks because the the amount of movies they made with Eric Banner Hulk is so bad. Agreed. Yeah, but this is we're talking about that. This is comics. The top I three guess. sellers are Spider-Man, which makes sense. Spider-Man is still a top seller. It's freaking yes. Spider-Man. Yes. Even if the current character comic book arcs are just absolutely killing this character. Um, sorry. Also, Griffin, I, f- I forgot to inform you that uh, something has come to Disney Plus in Canada, at least, which gives us an excuse to talk about it. Oh, I'm about to be pissed and I don't get it. Already. And that is the 2007 Sony Pictures masterpiece. That is the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider film. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> we need to, right? Like, it has to we have to talk about that. that I love that movie. Yes. Yes, it's so it's bad. A good it's movie. good. Sam Elliott, what are you talking about? Come on. It's a good movie, Dude, but it's also a really it's bad movie. <laughs> Somehow worse I don't know. and also better. I didn't see Spirit of Vengeance just because... The, it's one of those movies I, that takes itself way too seriously. Yeah. And, like, it's it's funny how seriously they take themselves for the main yeah. character being a biker whose head catches on fire. Yeah. Does that not happen to you when you get on a motorcycle? Well, I don't ride motorcycles, so I couldn't tell exactly. you Exactly. You couldn't it, it could possibly happen to you. You never know. Have you have you guys I know Mitch you have. Have you been playing Midnight Suns, Ruben? No. Oh, okay. Johnny Blaze in that is such an asshole. I gotta yeah, finish that game. I only got to like chapters two. That's that's just who Johnny Blaze is. Um no, Ant Man. 
I promise we're going to talk about this. Um, one of the things I really loved about this movie is how it set up, like, Hank in particular. Like, mm-hmm. I for- I always forget that this movie has a cold open. Yeah. It has a great one of the best cold, cold open, too. in the MCU, honestly. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Of him, like, like just you- punching the shit out of that one sh- Hydra guy. <laughs> Yep. You get Howard Stark back. You get Peggy Carter back. You get a de-aged Michael Douglas that looks yeah. phenomenal. And then you remember that the MCU used to have really good CG. Mm-hmm. Used makeup. That, that movie still have pretty good CG. Yeah, I know people like to give She-Hulk a lot of a lot of flack for that, but honestly, at the end of the day, I really She-Hulk got better. I think um, it definitely did. It was it was it was better on Disney Plus than it was in the trailers. One hundred and ten percent, absolutely. I I feel like that's the case for Marvel more often than not. I feel like these trailers we're getting are either unfinished CG or just the shots that they're using and the way they're using them aren't flattering to what the CG actually looks like. I think it's it's the fact that uh, they it's just unfinished. Mm-hmm. I also think that the internet is full of crybabies. And yeah, more often than not, true. that is a massive issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that honestly, that's the biggest like I, I saw something uh tweeted out today related to wrestling. Uh where, where someone tweeted out, what what is the what 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 is your bold prediction for this year's WrestleMania? And I was very tempted to reply of the internet will not be upset with anything that happened in this event because the internet <laughs> loves to take anything that happens. It'll happen with Ant-Man. It'll happen with WrestleMania. It'll happen with the next Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. People will be upset for a reason because people just like being upset on the internet. Dude, I missed I missed Royal Rumble and I was so disappointed. Are you saying that the Macy's Day Parade is all CGI? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, implying? that's the next uh-huh. Macy's. It's all going to be CGI. <laughs> <laughs> people are going to look up the sky, so, like, That's be impressive. Screens. That's very impressive. I would I would love to see how that would actually work. I don't know. I, I feel like you would have to like it's just CGI a giant everything. volume. Yeah. As long as you get Pikachu, we're good. We're Gucci. Yeah. Yeah. Just make sure he doesn't. The, the, the Pikachu balloon yeah. that changes like every three years to a different version of Pikachu. Yeah. Bring back fat Pikachu is all I'm saying. Oh yeah. Pikachu. Hear me out. Hear me out. Just the next Pikachu balloon is just Gigantamax Pikachu. It makes too much sense. Yes, but it, they're they're like two or three years removed from doing. Yes, G-Max but like Pikachu. a balloon version of Gigantamax Pikachu because it's already gigantic. It just makes sense. I mean this. Yes, there's Gigantamax Pikachu, and that way we get Fat Pikachu back. Oh, got you, John. Got you. Never forget. I just heard such a weird apartment. Huh? I live alone. I'm sorry. I don't know if I should be concerned or not. I think you should. <laughs> I'm pretty. You want to sure go that check that out? My, I'm pretty sure that was just my water heater. But if I get okay. pulled away randomly in the middle of a podcast, folks, I am not okay. okay. I'm gonna catch the Pikachu. Gotta catch the Pikachu. Welcome to the Pokemon podcast, folks, where we just talk about Pokemon again. Oh, okay. If that's the case. Let me go get my hat. Let me go get my cards. <laughs> we talk so, about we okay. talk about Pokemon a lot on this show. I mean, so my sister and I were going through our parents' basement recently. And I know oh, this has boy. nothing to do with Ant-Man. We're just going off on a complete This tangent. is just a weird uh, we podcast were, already. We're going through my parents' basement, and we found our Pokemon card collection. From of course you did. Because that's what you do when you go through your parents' basement. Yep. And my sister has gotten really invested in watching this one specific creator on TikTok rip card packs. 
So she took this and she, she knows more about cards at this point than I do, which is saying something. Um, so she took this binder and found cards that were from like base set two that were from fossil that are worth, you know, graded out of money up to thousands of dollars. And I'm just like, Oh, okay. So if we're going to send those off to get graded one, we're going to have to pay for international shipping. So that sucks. Yeah. Uh, but two, we're, we, we are splitting that in some way. Cause those were all my cards, but she's the one who's gotten more invested in cards these days. But that's my when people told you when you were kids that Pokemon cards will be worth something someday, they weren't they wrong. Were, they weren't lying to you. You don't no. remember playing Pokemon with your friends, card games, but it was just whoever has the cooler card wins. Griffin, that would be implying that I had friends when I was growing up. Well, yeah. That would be implying I knew how to play the game, which I, I never knew very exactly. clearly did not. Literally, my friends yeah. and I would hang out and be like, I have this card. Oh, yeah, well, I have this card. And for some reason, Charizard always won. Course, not for some reason that Charizard that's card was always awesome. the case. Yes. Um, actually, talking about Ant Man, another one we talk about. Like we're kind of just reminiscing on the movie at this point, right? Like there were so many awesome moments. Um, the humor, of course, fantastic. What are the Luis? We haven't even talked about Luis. I was, saying, I was gonna say the best thing is the most iconic thing is Luis. The one thing I have with this movie is the fact that when we see uh, Hank dropping off like hank being the the source of the gossip that louise gets when they get the uh like try to do the heist for the first time there's no way that louise that hank thought this thing through there's absolutely no way that it got back to like he saw the social network it's it was just insane to me that i just saw that and picked up on that today i mean he is a criminal mastermind at one point or another in the comic so i could see him thinking that far ahead also, and knowing that he has stupid spy. friends like in the mcu wise he was a spy it's it's yeah weird, but it's not the most out there thing in this movie it's a stretch it, it's a bit of a stretch it's well, a bit of a stretch. stretch we also get our first mention of spider-man in this movie which was awesome at the time because oh, no one expected a spider-man reference in this movie then we finally get spider-man a year later which we all said, there's no way, there's no way. And then we get Underoos in that trailer and the internet collectively explodes. Oh my Could God. Could you imagine Could you... if we didn't get Ugh. that in the trailer? If they just I, put oh, Spider-Man I wish there. they had done that. I didn't I wish... want to know he was like in Like the it. way they put that Anthony Mackie in this. Like yeah, they that would have like been the theater expl- The theaters would have erupted. Yeah. If people did not know Spider-Man was in that movie. Absolutely. It's like what they wanted to do with Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. It's what they tried to do until they didn't CG one of the Spider-Man out well enough. And he kicks Lizard invisibly. Look, yeah, never if we're really being honest here, everybody knew that Toby and Andrew were going to be in that movie. I, I, still, got, I still got hype as hell for that, because those, those moment, are my yeah, Spider-Man, right? The moment Andrew right? shows like, up is yeah. iconic. Nah, for me, it's Toby. Toby. When Toby. When Toby drops into that, I'm just like... Yes. That's my Spider-Man right there. Like, yes. as, for as much flack as those Raimi movies get, like that's the stuff I grew up on. Was the the early X Men films, the Spider Man stuff. Like, that's what cemented my Marvel fandom. Even though they were so bad, they were good. I love them, but Andrew Garfield is so so Spider Man. Yeah, he is one of the Peter best. Parker. Like, the one of the he's best a great Spider Man, but he's a he's a terrible Peter Parker. Oh no, I think exactly. he's a great Peter Parker too. Uh, he's no, a great Spider Man. Toby was a great Peter Parker, even though he was 40. And Tom is kind of the best of both worlds, even though he's just become Iron Man Jr. Mm -hmm. 
but they, but now he's kind of breaking out into his own. I think we're really going to see what Tom does. I honestly, we do next. I want heroes for hire interacting with Ant Man and Spider Man at some I'm point. I'm telling you right now, will be complete. Do we know if we're getting another everybody? Spider-Man? No, we yes. don't. We, no, we do, do know that there's a Spider-Man 4 being talked about, but we don't know for sure. Okay, I, I know there was rumors. I didn't know if it was ever became a fact. I don't think so. Which because I, I, I would assume Tom, they make that. Those make way too much money for them not to do it. Yeah, but Tom is the one that said right after Spider-Man 3 came out. Well, sorry. Spider-Man No Way Home came out. He said, I'm not going to be doing movies for a while. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, he got way too big from that wonderful, wonderful Uncharted movie. Like, that's, that could have been a huge franchise for him. And yeah. Look, for as much flack as that movie gets, I enjoyed it a lot as a movie. I, also I didn't enjoy it. it as an Uncharted movie, but I, I still it. had a good time watching Mark Ruffle, Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland do their thing. I just don't like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Like, he's just boring. It's a Transformer. It's just boring. No? I'm sorry. That's spot on, Mitch. That's spot on. God. We had a new Transformers movie this year that won't feature Mark Wahlberg, and I'm very happy. Hey, that's another trailer Honestly, we're going to be getting at the Super Bowl. I don't know why they continue these movies. Look, this is supposed to be in like, the Bumblebee universe, Transformers-wise, so this might actually that's be That's the good. problem. Yeah, but the thing is, we don't know which universe is which anymore. We do. There's the shitty That's Michael the whole Bay point. one. They don't, they don't the want Bumble you to one. think about... They don't want you to remember the Michael Bay universe. The Michael Bay universe might as well not exist anymore. It's impossible for me not to remember that. You, yes. The, the casual movie-going audience doesn't thing care. That happened in those movies. Name a single thing? Robot I, Balls. No, I don't remember anything in those Robot movies. Balls. Oh. Okay, well... Yeah, uh, robot, robot testicles ball. at one point. Yes, player. yes, yes. I tried head. to forget about that constantly. I just remember the explosions and the fights. Optimus That's Prime becoming, finding out how he was a real Prime, you know? Leonard Nimoy was a thing at one point in those Yeah, films. it was. What? Yeah. He yeah. was. He was the voice of uh, um, uh, one of the other primes one of the other primes yeah, yeah right. the, the the one that <laughs> yeah yeah that, that they resurrect that. the one that they resurrect that's who i was the one, yeah the one they find in space oh no you see i thought it was the one that they find in the the, the museum sentinel prime no the one they find in the museum is Jetfire, right it doesn't matter. And then he like dies so he dies and optimus gets like this cool jetpack for all of 15 minutes yeah never forget all right, I got and one more just one more scene I really want to talk about with Ant Man. What's yeah. that? The wildest post credit scene we've ever gotten. The most. Yes. Let's talk about a completely related but also completely unrelated movie post credit scene. Yes. The and quite frankly, we see Cap and Bucky was like, "Wait, what?" I'm okay. It's just with the it. trailer for Civil War. Like, yeah, I'm okay with it. It worked. It's it's great. It got me excited when when a Falcon says like, I think I might know a guy. <laughs> so good, like it's not fully a trailer. It's not like the um, not like the No Way Home post credit scene is literally the just a trailer the for Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness trailer. Yes, yes. But like, it's such a great post credit scene. Like, I hope we get more post credit scenes like that. Okay. I hope so. I I could very. I could easily see the quantum mania post-credit scene being a teaser for the Marvels in this Interesting. same way. 
I was gonna say I don't even see I don't even think we see a trailer for this at all. Like I said, because of my theory that this whole movie is throughout the whole tiny whiny Marvel yes. bullshit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If yes. we get post credit stuff, I think we'll get something maybe leading into Loki. Um, but I see, think that, that would I be in, not, most likely is we get something that's said helping set up Young Avengers. See, that would be interesting because we haven't yet had a film try and set up. A Disney Plus property. It's primarily been to set up future feature films. Right. So that would be an interesting road to go. Like I do think and that they the, need to start having some synergy between the two. Like, yeah, they're both you, like the TV show. Because if it, if this show. does it, I mean, I mean, if this does end with a Loki teaser at some point, you could then have after that, you know, watch Loki season one only on Disney Plus in some way to incentivize people to go and watch that show. Yeah. So, How yeah, much I think there to be more synergy between the shows and the comic and the movies, and we're getting there. We are we are very much getting there. I mean, we're getting Ironheart later this year, and she was in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yep, Secret Invasion seems like it's going to be very tied to the movies. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm so very excited. very yeah, interested right. to see what happens there. Yes, me too. I mean, but what's now- interesting too is we we've talked on this show, Griffin, about the shift that we're seeing from theatrical releases to Disney plus releases of we are seeing more Disney plus projects being confirmed than feature films. And I think that is to Disney's benefit. They can spend less money by not putting these things out in theaters and still having those same zeitgeist moments for shows like Loki, maybe less so for something like secret invasion, which should be the next thing we get. But I do see this shift coming over the years. I like mark my words by the end of the multiverse saga, they will have announced a feature film project, not a series project for Disney plus in the MCU. Uh, I don't see that. I don't know if I, I don't know. I feel like they like having this long format series, this yeah. longer format storytelling on Disney plus. Although why not put it in movies? I could see a simultaneous because release. money, because yeah. Money. But the thing is, yeah, I, but they're changing the, that. The, Disney in general is changing that strategy right now. Yeah. In like order for them to pull strategy, that off. It worked for early COVID times. It's not yeah. working as much anymore. And from a, just from a strictly business sense, they're going to change that. Like, we're we'll already see. seeing Iger coming in and making a lot of changes. And it, again, not just Iger. Read the fucking news shit. I don't want to get into business and stocks and... Listen, you're going to have to. This is a Disney-centric podcast. And one of these days, you're well, going to have to. When in. the whole thing was coming out about the, um, the, in the, what was it? That investor guy trying to get in. I started trying to understand this stuff. It was just like, nope, this all goes right over my head. <laughs> um, active investor, there we go. Um, but no, I, I do, like I was trying to say earlier, I do want this synergy between the two, but I want them to do it in a way that's not, doesn't feel slimy. Worst. Like making I've... these things just ads for Disney Plus doesn't feel right. But no, having no. them being this interconnected story that the MCU is known for, like I feel like you gotta kind of got to flirt a line here. I feel like that's why they so... haven't done it yet. I think if they were to pull off what uh, Mitch is saying about like see, see, uh, Loki season one on Disney Plus, I think that wouldn't go over well with pretty much anybody who's an American, if I'm being quite honest. Anybody who has a Twitter page or a Twitter profile, uh, I think they would be up in arms. 
but like the stupidity is like you kind of know already that you need to watch anything that if you're watching a marvel project you need to know like the previous marvel stuff so like it's kind of stupid but also americans are kind of stupid so they will complain about this oh i can confirm there are many canadians with that same sentiment and yeah uh it is not an exclusively american problem (laughs) okay like i do i do feel like it's a very real possibility though that we get a post-credit scene leading into loki I could see it. I could definitely see it, but I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I think the thing that uh, the Disney Plus shows have, well, a lot of the Disney Plus shows have, is it feels like it was a movie that they just cut up into six parts or however long the episode count is. The only thing I would say was different was Loki for me, if I'm being honest. There's and obviously Scarlet Witch. I would I th- say I think yeah, Lo- say, yeah, I think Loki I would say yeah WandaVision. One yeah, of I yes, Miss Marvel was one of them and that She-Hulk, looked, but She-Hulk yeah, is a very very different show. Well, Correct. I don't think this movie exists the way it does without how successful Loki was cuz without knowing what the numbers are behind the scenes and I'm sure we could go and find those somewhere but just understanding that there is a lot of universe building that happens in Loki that this movie needs to happen in order for it to be the plot that it is with Kang with the timelines going amok and all of this stuff of, you know, the multiverses expanding and multiple continuities and all this kind of stuff really is going to matter to the story of Kang. And like to have that, to set that expectation with your viewer of, look, you need to have watched all of this stuff before you come and watch this. It's a lot. It's a lot to expect of your viewer to have this background. It's like trying to jump into what are they at now? Like season 46 of days of our lives or something like that. One of these daytime soap operas and expecting the average viewer to understand what's going on because you really can't. And Marvel is becoming the soap opera of cinema in some ways of without all of this extra backstory, you are lost. I think, they and don't care I, think I, I think, I yeah. think they don't think they care anymore. They really don't with no. Infinity War. If you didn't yeah. know who these characters were already, you you're fucked bad. Too bad. <laughs> and like, I think, but I think doing this in such a way we're doing it with specifically post credit scenes works because it's yeah. just, an, it's just long enough for you to be like, Oh, what's this? But it's not long enough that you have to be like, Oh, I don't know about this. I am totally lost and confused. Like no, here, no. here's, here's the fact. Here's the thing. Loki's season finale was a record-setting episode on Disney+. Plus. The audience is there to understand it, and I think that they recognize that that audience is there to understand it, and even more, a good chunk of that audience is there to explain it to the people who don't understand it. Which is why when I buy the tickets to go to the theater, I sit my wife and I next to each other, and then our friends buy tickets, and then I tell my mom and sister which row we're in and let them buy their own tickets at the end of the row. So, so I don't, don't have them in my ear the whole movie being like, so what's that? Who's that? Yeah. What are, like, they're, I go see these movies. With, I, I see every Marvel movie with my mom pretty much. It's great. She's Did all I, caught up. She gets it. I but really, at the same really time, I don't want to be asking all these questions in the theater. I really want to watch Sacred Invasion with my mom. Because she's going to be completely confused as to what's going on. Like she keeps up. I think that's everybody. I want it to be so good, and I have no idea what to expect. So here's the thing: looking forward, and we're getting we're getting near the end of the show, but going forward, we know the next the early 2023 like TV show stuff 
Secret Evasion and What If. Yes. So here's my ultimate question for you. Which do we get first? Because neither of them have release dates yet. I think we get Secret Invasion first. I do too. I think I... The, recep- the reception to What If was sort of mixed. And they probably want to nail this second season and give the episodes as much time as they need before putting it out. Mm-hmm. Because after that, you really don't have anything until Loki season two in the middle of the year. So I do think they'll let What If bake a little bit longer and put Secret Invasion out. Because it feels like that thing has been in production since forever. Also, yeah, do but you the, think we're going to get a release date after Ant-Man comes out? Like, I feel like they're waiting for Ant-Man to come out, and then they're going to announce when Secret Invasion comes out. I think we're going to get a trailer for Secret Invasion with a release date at the Super Bowl. Oh, you're crazy. That I think like, we're going to get a prediction. A, fair, a very <laughs> I know. fair prediction. That's my, that that's my Super Bowl pick. Yeah, I, I guess, think... like, all the talk about trailers and stuff has been very specific to movies. No one's really movies. talking about Disney. They're not talking about shows. Yeah. So, Secret Invasion... Okay, okay. So, now that I'm reading this, Secret Invasion is scheduled to premiere early 2023. So, I take that back, Mitch. You're not crazy. It could happen. But, for me, the problem with What If is, like, that's the only MCU property that you don't have to watch. And I'm if I'm being honest with you, I watched, like, a couple episodes, and I, I didn't really care for it because it was... It, it's not that it was because it was animated. It was just because once they told us, like, hey, this isn't really going to tie into the MCU, I didn't really care. Like, I... I... And then it started tying into the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's hope. Let's hope. Let's, let's hope, but I, I don't know. I... I, I Even more... the theme parks tie, in, tie into the MCU now, so... Yeah, but, like... And to what if? Look, I don't know. We got, zom- a, we got zombie cap in the theme now, parks. Right? Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, yeah, but like that's yeah. a, 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 a pull. That's a, a very obscure pull. Like we kind oh, of got sure. zombie Iron Man from uh, No Way Home. So, no, sorry. Far From Home. So far like home, yeah. it kind of like it's not that big of a stretch, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. I, Do I'm very we're getting Marvel zombies now that I'm back on this. Is Marvel zombies happening this year or next year? I think it's next Marvel year. zombies is it should be next year. Yeah. That, I'm very interested to see that because I really hope it's more classic Marvel zombies. I don't think it will be, but I see, it would I, be I, an I worry... interesting. Sorry, Sorry go ahead. No, 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 go no, ahead. I was <laughs> no, just gonna say I I think it, that would be an interesting uh, thing to watch. Like, yes, of course, it's not tied to the MCU, but it's not. Exactly. It doesn't need to be. It's just a pure like, hey, this is a story we're giving you pulled from another universe. Like, it's, this is what's happening. It's a thing yeah. we've talked about a lot with like with DC especially of not everything needs to be canon. Some things can just exist to be cool. Now you see, I think the MCU needs a label like that. Like, this is just going to exist off in its own multiverse little thing and it can be its own thing and, and have a good time. That said, make the thing that turned me off of I mean, the thing that that turned me off of What If Season 1 and worries me with What If Season 2 and Marvel Zombies is honestly the animation style. In that we've gotten Star Wars Visions and we just got the announcement of Season 2, which studios are going to be directing or producing the episodes for Star Wars Visions Season 2. May the 4th, check it out here probably. If you're an animation nerd, that is one of the most hype images ever. Mm -hmm. So the thing that bothered me with What If was the animation style. I didn't, I wasn't a fan 
Um, I really like some of the older Marvel animation style, and I wasn't really a fan of this like pseudo 3D blocky style that they used in What If, and they're using that again with season two well, and to, with to be expected. zombies. It is to be expected, but I would have loved more of a Star Wars Visions approach. I think Dominic is going to be a slightly more stylized version. Yeah, that's how it was in the actual episode. But yeah. it was more stylized to be a zombie show. Yeah, I, so, and I hope me, we get more I of that. I thought the animation but... style was actually, I really liked it, personally. I think it really played it, well to it being a Disney Plus show, to it being a show that's going to get screenshotted a lot. Like, I think that there was a lot of dis- decisions behind going with that particular art style and i i think it was fine i don't think it was like mind-blowing by any stretch of the imagination it's not some ridiculously special animated shows like some of the other ones out there that like look so good that you are shocked shout out to the owl house um (laughs) that's not even one of those shows that i'm like kind of shocked by i just have to shout out the owl house Um, every time I don't know. I'm interested to see what's coming here. I know, like, obviously we will be getting, to, to tie it back in, we're going to be getting more Ant-Man episodes in that. We are going to be getting more episodes about everyone in there. But what excites me about What If Season 2 in particular is it, does, it seems like not everything is going to be this decision they made in Season 1 where it's every episode has to be tied to one of the movies this, yeah. in the MCU. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I am too. There is still some central thread like there was in season one with the conflict between the Watcher and uh, Ultimate Ultron, whatever we wanted to call it. And we know a couple of the episodes we're getting already, which I think is very, very interesting. We're getting the one that we didn't get in season one with Gamora and Tony on Sakaar, right? Mm -hmm. And we also know that we're going to be getting a Winter Soldier episode with Captain Carter. Ooh. Yeah, that would be cool. Interesting. I do have one random question for you guys. Shoot. Now, I, I have been trying to, uh, as a person who can't stand the X-Men side of Marvel, I have been trying to wrap my brain around how in the hell this is going to be possible that they're bringing the, the X-Men into the Marvel Universe. So, um, as a person, like I said, I don't, I didn't watch uh, the the X-Men TV show when I was younger and every time I try to watch an X-Men movie I just like I, I can't do it to myself like I, I would rather literally watch uh, let's go with I'm gonna say what if season one fair <laughs> enough <laughs> multiple times than watch an X-Men movie I just don't get it world. yeah I, I would also say I would rather watch I would rather watch Eric Bana as Here's the, the thing. Hulk Thor the Dark World while bad is not as bad as people say it was, Hulk That's is as bad as people say Hulk it is bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, like the the uh, Hulk movie with um, Edward Norton no. is is way better than Thor one. No, I'm that. on that team. Um, it's like very. Exciting. I'm with you on that one too. I don't know. I just don't see like the way that they put it with uh, the Sentinels in the X Men universe. I don't yeah. know how they're gonna pull that off with. I don't think Sentinels like, are gonna be part of it. I. Sentinels are not a part of major X-Men canon anymore. Um, really? Because every show they have is... X-Men is canon is weird fun. right now. Sentinels. Ever since they started doing the Krakoa stuff, it has been very, yeah, the whole very weird. House of X stuff. And like, I, okay. I really like where the X-Men are at right now. I think it has shown, shined some very fun lights on some of these characters. Like, Charles Xavier is horrible. 
Charles Xavier. I was going to say that's another terrible human that they're going to put in the MCU. Yeah. Like Charles is a villain. Beast is a villain. It's very weird. So I could very much, I could see them going the Kokoa route. Another route, I could see them going, what with, you know, all the Kang stuff happening, maybe a multiverse story. I could see them doing time travel. Um, yeah, I think time travel is going to be fantastic for I think, well, I think time travel is, especially with the X-Men's history with time travel. Yeah. Days is of future a very past. interesting way to go about it. Oh, we don't need another Days of Future Past. Well, so, <laughs> it wouldn't be. It would be, there is... What is the X-Men? There was an X-Men run where they brought, where like the current X-Men brought the original X-Men into their current time. And it's oh yeah, one of my favorite X-Men comics because it's great. It was the reveal of uh, Iceman being gay. It was Jean Grey like actually being a very interesting, really good character as a kid. Like she, like she was kind of just there in the original. What you're saying is the opposite of Dark Phoenix. Yeah. And you have, um, you have, uh, what's her, you have, um, Marvel girl being the leader of these young X-Men when she gets pulled into the, like when they get pulled into the future and all this. They also have one of the best mutants on their team, X-23. Okay. All right. It was a very, I would be very interested to see if they go the X-23 route with the MCU Wolverine, as opposed to doing Logan's story. I hope they do. I hope they go the Laura route. Laura is a much more interesting Wolverine than Logan. I think that's the only way you pull off, like not bringing, uh, what's his face into the MCU. Hugh Jackman. Who's um, yeah. Huge Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. yeah. I, I do think the only character, like it's going to be interesting to see what happens with secret wars. Cause I expect dead Deadpool three to set up Deadpool being in the MCU, like the Canon MCU. I don't think Logan makes the trip. Um, it does sound like this whole thing is going to be like a buddy cop journey through the multiverse with Deadpool and Logan. But since it's some tangent to the original Logan timeline, either he plops him back down there before he heads to the MCU or he ends up dead on some tangent universe, but it doesn't actually impact the main core. I think Logan story. Cause that was, Wolf, that was Hugh Jackman's thing is he wasn't going to come back to portray this character. Yeah. If it impacted the ending of Logan in any way, which, which I think is, was really smart of him. Yes. But which is also why I think he just gets plopped back into the Logan. Yeah. So I, I think Deadpool comes over. I do. I think we'll see. No, I, I see what's like, we're going to get secret wars. I think that is where all of these worlds will kind of smush together and you'll get, you know, Sean Ashmore and Hugh, Hugh Jackman and wow. any, and like, I'm going, yeah, you're going to get also the person Kelsey grammar is beast. You're gonna get Kelsey I still, Grammer. I beast. still say. Like, I don't know about Kelsey love, Grammer as, I as what? Think I oh yeah, Kelsey Grammer played Beast in the uh, third X Men movie. No, I'm gonna tell you right Last now, Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer is not coming back for an X Men movie. I, I, or, I, like, no, no, no I, I mean just for Secret Wars. I think that is gonna be like this cameo moment of bringing together all these other I universes. You get Toby no. back, you get Andrew back, and that Secret Wars is going to be if the reset. Honest, Maybe Nicholas Holt. They have I hope they don't. I hope they don't go that far. I hope that we get a little bit, we get the nod if to them. Me, I hope we get Nick some of them. Cage is Johnny Blaze. It's not fucking happening. Do it. No, it's, it, 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 it can't happen. It can't happen Look, because they already transferred we, it. There's some characters that we know we're going to get, right? Like, we know we're going to get, we are probably going to get the Fox X-Men. We're probably going to get these nods. I'm sure Andrew. We're going to get Toby and Andrew. Like Toby, yes. and Toby and Andrew, they cannot go much further than that, though. At one some point, it's that issue that the Marvel Marvel always has. It's just a cameo fest at that point. 
There's no yeah. story. It's just cameos. And they've taken that criticism. They recognize that I... criticism, and they're trying to change that. That said, the writer on that, who is god-awful, <laughs> and I hate him so fucking much. Jesus. He's the guy who wrote Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, he's just kind of a piece of shit. Um, well, Griffin just doesn't is really upset with how America Chavez was handled. Wrote it. That I also just don't like. Uh, I think I have it here. Uh, my, Michael Michael Waldron. Michael Waldron is the screenwriter on Secret Wars. Um, I, I have a lot of issues with Michael Waldron outside of America Chavez. Also, so, notable works on Lo on Loki and Rick and Morty. Uh. Interesting. More reasons. <laughs> because I'd say my, my dislike of Michael Waldron started at Loki. It did not start with America. I know. Um, I want that out there on the record. But I could see them going to Cameron Fest. I think it will not be good, though, if they do that. See, I could see them doing the cameo fest, but in a way that isn't heavy handed. Um, yeah. You just, you see Johnny Blaze in the background and it looks the way that Nick Cage did in that movie. Like it doesn't need to be heavy handed to still be a part of the way that story is being told. Or you have 15 different Johnny Blazes as like a ghost rider squad or something. And one of those They had the spirit is... the uh, Riders of Vengeance in the Secret Wars. So I could see them doing something exactly. like that. Exactly. But I don't and think you just have Johnny Blaze do... and Sam uh, Sam Elliott in there because they why can't not? do Secret Johnny Wars. Blaze the way has the already been like the no, comic books can't. took Secret Wars and it was a multi month long event with three dozen spinoffs about different stories within it and then one major. I mean, this is going to be like a a four and a half hour Marvel movie. Nah, Secret Wars crazy. is going to be and no if it's joke. That it's not going to be good. I think I'm that. Love it. I honestly, if it's going to be a four and a half hour movie, I think they should have just broken it up into two. I like, still think they I might. Think honestly, once they have it written, I still think they might do Secret Wars part one and part two. I hope so, because uh, that would just will. be phenomenal. I think Secret Wars I is mean, going to be the, I still, I'm still of the opinion that Secret Wars is going to be the fallout from King Dynasty. Yes. I think, so uh, let me just say this. I do want to say I don't think we're going to get all of the X-Men that came out in these past no. X-Men movies. I think we'll probably get Hugh Jackman. We'll probably get Deadpool. We'll probably get uh, one of the uh, Professor X's. You'll get Nicholas Holt as the Beast. Oh, yeah. If we're, getting, I, if we're going to get X-Men, we're going to get Sir Patrick Stewart. I don't think, we already got him. They already, already did. Got him. Yeah, but we're going to we get him again because him. people love his ass. And I, I'm I one don't of those know. People, I love that man. I I don't Do we know. Get I think multiple Reed would. Richards. Do we get John Krasinski and whoever they cast as Reed Richards in the MCU? I still think they're they're casting Jonathan Krasinski. I don't think they are. I think John Krasinski. I hope I hope they don't. I want them to go younger I, with I the Fantastic Four because that needs to be a director. Uh, no. There's no way. Come no. on, he was what they're going to do with John Krasinski. Is they're going to have a younger Fantastic Four, and John Krasinski is going to play the evil, the evil Mister Fantastic from the Ultimate Universe, whose name I forget. Ah, uh, you see. Yes, thank you. So uh, he I will play a variant of our Reed Richards so here's the thing, as the villain get, like, of this, some future like, film. These all these variants and that one that you think. There's one that I would love, and that is James Marsden as Cyclops, just so I can continue oh, to make God. James Marsden Cyclops. James Marsden is so good, and I feel so bad that he got that version of Cyclops. I just want to keep making jokes about him being Cyclops. I just want oh, a good God. Cyclops. Is that too much to ask? 
Yes, it is. Yeah. Cyclops, Cyclops is not sucks. a good character. Nobody gives Cyclops a shit is a about good Cyclops. character because he can be a shitty person. Cyclops people is make compelling only a good character. No, no. I, the I, only I, I reason why we have Cyclops for just a is. Do you, do you all remember the uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog two, at like the the press circuit where the entire thing was just Ben Schwartz referring to James Marsden as James Marsden who played Cyclops in X Men. I don't remember that. The entire promo cycle for that. Every That's time perfect. he talked about James Marsden, he would very perfect. specifically say James Marsden who plays Sonic, who plays Cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's perfect. I I think uh, oh, I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, we don't want the only reason why there is a Cyclops is because there has to be a love triangle between Cyclops, Wolverine, and Jean Grey. That's it. Which is like nine times out of ten, extremely creepy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Wolverine's a like. I think Cyclops can be done well, and I expect yeah. the MCU's X Men to do Cyclops justice. I want to tell you right now, I don't even think Cyclops is going to show up in the first X Men movie. I don't think the first think X Men movie is going to be an X Men movie. I was going to say I, I, my my money would still be on a either a single mutant specific movie. I mean, there was that okay. rumor about like I think it was called like well, the mutants, and it was just yeah. life of life at the X Men kind of deal. Let I would me put rephrase. more money on a team like New Mutants than I would yeah. on X Men proper. X Force. Okay. I don't think X Force. I, I well, I I meant like a, a proper X Men team up movie. Yeah, like, I know, still like think like, I still think yeah. New Mutants has a better chance at being that first shot than the. I don't movie. think whatever the first team up is is going to be called X Men. I don't think they're going to focus on Xavier. No. I don't think they're going to focus on the 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 team, and eventually they will build to that the way that they built to Avengers in Phase. Right, but my, but you understand what I'm saying. I, I don't I think do, yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still like my original theory, which was um. The first introduction would be something like Wolverine, which I could very much see them doing. Wolverine have a they already standalone did. Wolverine MCU movie as your kickoff to all of this, right? Oh, and at okay. the end of it, he has some con- like he has some major confrontation, right? In in like let's just say New York, but like major city type area. Then we get a scene, and we're like, introduced to Giancarlo Esposito as Professor X, and the internet explodes. Like, well, here is my theory of how this, and I do think it will be Wolverine. At the end, there's yeah. going to be someone because, like, it's a running joke that Wolverine is on like two dozen teams. It's going to be someone from like the Avengers, or someone tries to recruit him. He's going or the to say, thing. "No thanks, I have a team already." Yeah. See him on yeah. his bike pulling into the X Mansion, and there yeah. you go. That's all honestly, Griffin. That's perfect. That is perfect. Uh, I, I still- will say. That we, if anything, it's definitely going to be Wolverine as the the first introduction because we already got it already. Technically, we got it in in She Hulk. True. Yeah, I so, I do think our first mutant solo project will not be Wolverine. I think it's going to be Namor. I think we get a Namor project before we get a an X Men. I can see Fox that, but I don't know that, that would tec- that would very correctly technically be mutants. Thank you. So on the most have, technical level possible, that's not going to be related to the X Men. I have Gambit. Maybe we finally get that Gambit movie we've all wanted, not, not starring Channing Tatum. I already, I already, I already did some research on that that Gambit movie. We've learned about not happening for that one already. <laughs> No, um, I do have one question for you now. Um, what do you think of? I, I still think they should have done this, but 
what do you think of an uh, I was going to say an X Men uh, of a Marvel MCU movie that focuses on the villain? So, like for instance, my fear, my thought process was give us the origin story of Kang. That would be interesting. There's one villain. I think that's what Kang Dynasty is going to be, honestly. Yeah, but like focusing, like he's the main character. I mean, like Loki is already the kind of our show about a villain. We are also getting yeah. What's the um, right Thunderbolts? Um, the, well, we're also getting the Marvels, which will probably tie into Kang stuff too. If we get too, any, right? like, let's just say, standalone movie about a villain, Silver Server. It's gonna be Doctor Doom. Yeah, yeah, would be great. I still Dangerous. think it could be Magneto. Going back to our X Men talk, I think yeah, Mag- that's Magneto's like, solo project so would be, that would be really <laughs> grim. But like seriously, with Doctor Doom, it is like I'm still convinced that the next big vi- I thought for sure the next big villain after Thanos was going to be, be Doctor Doom. Yes. I thought for sure it was not going to be Kang. I think Secret Invasion is going to set up Doom as a big villain because yeah. we know oh, we're getting sure. Fantastic Four before that. Yeah, I don't and think I, he's the villain you, right in that movie. That, I think they set him up to be like the big bad of Phase Six. I'm gonna tell you, like after that, the next I could tell you that he's the next bad, the big bad of whatever saga comes after the multiverse saga. Yeah. See, I I agree and, and disagree immediately with Doom. See, I think Doom sets up the next big bad. I don't think Doom is the next big bad because I do think the next big bad is related to the Fantastic Four. But it gets to what Ruben said. It's it's a Silver Surfer movie. You set up Galactus. Galactus is that next. Well, threat. To, to be fair, I called this like years, years ago, ago, where I yes. thought, where okay. I thought, uh, no, no. To, let me tell you what All I was right. gonna say. Uh, I thought that uh, the end of Endgame, it was just gonna be Thanos going up to just some random, not some random, but like you know how in uh, Loki going up to Thanos in the end of uh, Avengers, I thought yeah. that was gonna be kind of the case where Thanos is like reporting back to, uh, um. God, I forgot Galactus. his name. Yeah, there you go. Galactus. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. See, I, I don't know do if you can do Galactus uh, again. I feel like for I the, think they I have like the to do Galactus and they have to do it right. Silver Surfer did Galactus so dirty that like Galactus isn't really used that much anymore. I know, but I think that they could do it so like again, going back to Earth's Mightiest Heroes, they did such a good job of Galactus in a single episode that I think you give Kevin Feige six movies and 15 Disney Plus series to set up Galactus as a big bad, and Galactus is a big bad. Yes, absolutely. But they also kind of set it up in a way with uh, the Eternals. Yeah. With, um, what is what's his name? Tiamat? No. Tiamat, yeah. Tiamat. Just like taking... Just the Celestials. Yes, the Celestials in and of themselves. Just taking, yeah. like, that was a perfect setup. And I could definitely see them taking that, plus all the other things that we've gotten sprinkled into Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, a couple other stuff of just, like, Galactus just kicking ass and taking names. I still can't believe we haven't gotten acknowledgement of the Celestial that's just dead in the ocean. And I oh, know we, that's rumored to be the plot no, of the got, next Captain hey, America hey, movie. Down now. No, but that's like, rumored got, to be plot, the plot of the Thunderbolts. Um, was it Thunderbolts? I thought it was Cap too. It was yes. The answer is so. yes to both of those things. It is okay. rumored to actually be a thing for one or the people other. are going to actually start addressing. Also, it was addressed. It's just very, very subtly addressed in a news article in She-Hulk. 
That doesn't count. Wolverine was addressed in a news article in She-Hulk, which is yeah. our introduction to Wolverine in the MCU, the same way Ant-Man, getting back to the movie we're actually talking about, which is also funny. the dude who can crawl on walls. Yeah, but it's also funny because that's also the 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 reference in uh, She-Hulk was kind of also a reference to the Insomniac game trailer that we saw for Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> I just found that funny. Dude gets into a bar the, fight. Yeah. So I want to throw out one more here. idea as like a massive big bad, and then we do need to wrap this up. We've been just BSing about the future of Marvel for the last hour. Yeah, this um, hasn't perfect. been Ant-Man. Okay this has that. been MCU multiverse saga in review. The, the okay thumbnail for this is going to be Ant-Man. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe? Let me throw out a villain for you that I think would be extremely interesting. And the reason I think this villain would be extremely interesting is this is the major villain the Avengers have been facing comic book-wise for the last couple of years. What if they make Mephisto a full oh. saga-level villain? And that they could be really good. just go for it. That could be good. It's hard to, at least for me, it's difficult to do Mephisto without having the full race to Spider-Man because Mephisto has been so integral to well, what if that, some of the worst moments in the history of Spider-Man's life. Yeah, if you like, can't play that out well, then I'm kind of concerned things, about like, it Mephisto's in like pastime. It's just fucking with Peter Parker. Yeah. And if you don't have Mephisto fucking with Peter Parker, who's going to fuck with? Because everyone else in the MCU doesn't have a goddamn secret identity. But it, I still think Mephisto could be an interesting thing of like, it's, was, it was very much one of those things of like, I think it was, was it Loki? That we, no, it was WandaVision. And then like WandaVision. that one scene in Loki yes. where they had the stained glass window. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to put it out there. Though. I think I, Mephisto, I think so, especially with all of the spooky stuff we've been also getting with Agatha, from Agatha getting a series. Yes, Agatha. I, th I think you're going to do something with Wiccan at some point. Like this is all going to end up tying back to some Mephisto think, thing with Scarlet Witch. I think Mephisto is going to be the one villain that they actually leave like as a prolonged villain, where like he might get away in the first movie that he gets introduced to. So like if we put him in Fantastic Four, he might just like. They, they, it, fuck! It would like be something we could do. He got away. A... Yes. I yes. Would love that. I would I, love I that do, as well. I have theorized that Mephisto and Scarlet Witch could be the catalyst for Secret Wars in the way that Doom and um, was it the Beyonder were were heavily involved in the initial plot of the Secret Wars story in the comics, and if they're going to follow that closely, a Mephisto in Agatha or House of Harkness, whatever it's going to be called, and then, uh, or Coven of Chaos. And then that setting up Scarlet Witch's return to be the catalyst for the universe ending for Secret Wars could be an interesting route to go. On that note, if if uh, Wanda is going to be playing the role of the Beyonder, then I'm going to need uh, Peter Parker to give her a cheeseburger the same way Miles gives the Beyonder a cheeseburger. It's one of my favorite plot points in all of Secret Wars. It's very stupid. The only reason Miles survives is because he gave the Beyonder a cheeseburger. That is still hilarious to me. Hey. No, with that, we do also, need to wrap me, up this show. We have been BSing no, give me about Marvel for too long. Give, give me a Cable movie. I want Cable to be a cable good sucks. thing and not um, what we got in Deadpool Cable too. sucks. Uh, no. Cable Deadpool. sucks, but in a way that I would love to see portrayed in film. I will also say, to put on record, Deadpool 2 sucks. It's not a good movie. I'll, I'll say that here and there. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but you're Deadpool not. Deadpool 1, also a mediocre movie. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I really like it, but... Like, I think the hype yeah, think behind really fun, that movie but... was... Yeah, uh, the hype behind... Deadpool 2 as well, but... 
No, the we're wrapping this up. Deadpool. We're ending the okay, podcast. Okay, okay, I'm we sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to be here the rest of the night. I'm okay with that. I mean, <laughs> you're saying that like it's a bad thing. Yes, exactly. I have things I need to do. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. That's oh, fair. That's oh, yeah, Last of Us is on in 15 minutes. we got to wrap this up. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, okay. yeah. Um, with that out of the way, <laughs> Ruben, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Of course, sure it was we'll a have pleasure. You back again, don't BS about whatever happens okay. next. Where can people find you? <laughs> we could, well, people could find me on Twitter at Pen Conquest, on YouTube, the Penultimate Conquest, and uh, that's pretty much it. Um, Twitch, sometimes, I guess, we stream on there as well. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Go the Penultimate Conquest. Go check Please out the, click uh, those, the game click those links in the thing on the video or on the podcast or on the everything where you listen to us. Yeah. Go check out them over there. Them over there. I say like I don't pop up every once in a while. Only when you yes. need to a Disney Dreamlight Valley because I've stopped you from doing it here. That reminds me. Oh, that's okay. Come on to the game um, show and talk about Disney Dreamlight Valley again. That's totally fine, man. We're happy to have you on. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure you're going to be saying that. If I actually, I am all. I well. I also want to talk to you about that thing that you mentioned beforehand, the before the show. Mm. So, yes. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, that is all we got for this week, but we do have plenty of stuff happening. You know, we do have our weekly series about National Treasure. We do have other episodes going up. We got that hype for Quantumania coming soon. We will be talking about that. We should be having an episode coming up soon about The Last Jedi. Um, you, is yeah. it a great movie? Writing that, writing that Star Wars find hype out. into a Mando season two, which we will be talking about weekly. But before that comes out, Mitch, if people wanted to keep up with us, where can people find us? At D plus us everywhere. You can find things of people talking about things on the internet. That's YouTube, TikTok. That's pretty YouTube much and it. Uh, Twitter. Twitter is another thing. Yeah. yeah at D plus us everywhere. Griffin and I are over on places at Griffin D-Pad, G-R-I-F-F-I-D-P-A-D. I'm all over the internet. Mr. Mitch George links at MitchGeorge.com. That is all we've got. Thank you for hanging out on this kind of sort of Ant-Man episode. We It really it. wasn't. It wasn't. This <laughs> Marvel episode. We will see y'all next time. But until then, have a magical day. Excelsior.